Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Shalom Bayashir number 414. Today we're going to discuss another pitfall in marriage to avoid, and that is when one does not consult their husband or wife on decisions they're about to make, especially big ones. It is a healthy practice in marriage to talk to each other prior to making decisions in one's marriage and in one's personal life as well. Now, when someone hears this, they may say, well, wait a minute, isn't that controlling? And, you know, if it's a one-way thing where one of them says, I make all the decisions, and then it could be controlling. But when one mutually discusses decisions with the other, that's healthy. That forces closeness, that brings understandings, especially when it comes to larger decisions. Because what happens is, is if you don't talk about it first with your husband or wife, and you make that decision solely on your own, it creates a gap. It creates where now the husband is going on one road, the wife is going on another road, and it's separate roads, and chas v'shalom, that often leads to serious marital problems, even divorce. For the most part, everything you do as a married person affects your spouse, affects your husband or your wife, whether it's a matter of money spending, whether it's commitments made. Bottom line is you're intimately connected. And therefore, because you're intimately connected, you make decisions discussing it together with your spouse first. And if you don't do that, it could be very harmful. And even when not harmful, it could be very disrespectful. Now, again, people sometimes feel, you know, I'm not, you know, no one's babysitting me. I'm a mature adult. People feel sometimes uh, sort of resistant to this idea. Why should I have to tell my husband or my wife what I'm going to do, or why should I consult with them? I'm an adult. I'm able to make these decisions on my own. You know, people sometimes feel that way. If one of them is the bigger earner uh, financially, I can make decisions on everything, on how I spend, what I spend, where I spend. I don't have to tell my wife or my husband. But very often, if you look deeply into yourselves, it's very often gaiva. There's a pride here. There's a pride an unhealthy pride, an unhealthy ego that holds us back from checking in with our spouse, whether it's about schedules or money habits or decisions. It has nothing to do with control. I know sometimes people are resistant. It they say it is. It's a. It's an. If if I have to make certain deci- if I want to make a decision, if I want to buy something and everything, and then. I talk to my spouse about it. It gives the opportunity for my spouse to be controlling of me. I don't want to be controlled. But the idea is, is it has nothing to do with control in a healthy relationship. The idea is, the concept is that you are agreeing to be on the same page. You are honoring each other. And you are valuing each other in all areas of life, whether it's finances or other areas, because you're sharing your life together. That is the mindset. If you have that healthy mindset, both husband and wife, 
We're sharing our lives together. And because of that, that's a healthy relationship. And it's important to check in with each other. You know, our the opinion of our husband should matter to me. The opinion of my wife should matter to me. And whenever possible, you say yes to each other. And truth be told is over 90% of the time, you will say yes to each other right away. And it strengthens the bond. It strengthens the bond of the marriage. There may be 10% where there is a disagreement about something or one is not sure of the thing. And you have an open, healthy conversation. Even in that other 10%, probably 7 8% is also at the end They'll both agree, okay, it's okay, it's fine. And then with with the other part, you work through it. So here's an example, just giving an example. If a husband normally stays, comes home at a certain time, and they have to stay late. So they call their wife and say, you know, I'm going to be late today. I have to work a couple extra hours. But then there are times, let's say, the wife expected the husband home. They were going to go out to eat together. They were going to go to a certain simcha to say mazel tov and so on. And he 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 wanted to leave at five, but he sees he has some extra work to do, but it's not an emergency. So he picks up the phone and calls his wife and says, I, I, I have a lot of work. I could technically leave now and do it tomorrow, but it would be helpful for me if I stay another hour. Is this you know, is that okay? And very often the wife will say, it's no big deal, it's okay. Instead of leaving at five, leave at six and you come home and it's okay. Sometimes where it's pressing, she'll say it's difficult and then you will, just, you will based on that, go leave the regular time and you do your work tomorrow. The idea being with this is it's, in, it's, it's, it's ours, it's not his and hers. Marriage is the language of ours. Divorce is the language of his and hers. Unfortunately, with divorce, that's what happens. This is mine, this is yours, and so on and so forth. While in marriage, the mindset is it's ours. We're in it together. We're making decisions together. And if you never considered your spouse when making decisions, that is hurtful. When Or when you're thinking, I'm going to... I want to make a decision, and you have a negative opinion of your spouse, eh, I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to confide in my wife. I'm not going to confide in my husband. That's also hurtful, and it creates a gap between the two. Now, let's say a husband or a wife, either one will say, you know, I try to talk together with my husband or my wife about decisions, and they're very stubborn, or they are very sharp with me, or they're very, or they are controlling, then a discussion needs to be had, and sometimes with a mentor. But very, very often, what happens is, is when you're resisting telling your husband or your or your or your wife something of of a decision you need to make, it's usually something that you know in your gut, you know in your your your, your intuition. I really should tell my husband. I really should tell my wife. But I'm dreading that conversation. I'm worried. Maybe they'll be upset. Maybe they'll say no. Maybe they'll bring another angle to it. Maybe it's not such a healthy thing right now to do some this or that or the other thing. But when you do that, in, when you have those mindsets of resisting, it usually shows a certain lack of closeness between a husband and a wife. And 
you know, the idea is, is that you both should be accustomed on making decisions together. And if you're accustomed to only making decisions on your own, husband separately, wife separately, and they don't confide on each other, and they don't, then there's a separation. Now, sometimes where they are like two passing ships in the night, and they are in separate paths, but now they want to make a decision, we want to get to know each other again, we want to connect again, and you need to re-engage with one another. Now, sometimes when you re-engage, it could be awkward in the beginning or overwhelming, but you need to uh, try hard to do this, and you need to start talking to each other. Even if you already have been for months or for years or for decades that you're all you're in separate paths it'll be awkward at first but overcome that feeling of awkwardness and start talking again to your husband and wife and humble yourself humble yourself and acknowledge to each other you know we each seem to have gone our separate ways um you know we've been uh, going independently we've been living with each other but we've been going each one in our own lives and not confiding in each other about decisions in our lives or even in our marriage we're just doing things and not accounting for what my husband or my wife feels about a situation and i humbly acknowledge that and, uh, and let us together honestly work with each other let's allow each other to voice each other's feelings about decisions and about what we want to do and how we want to do it and start connecting again. And again, this doesn't have to be taken to an extreme. So for example, if a husband and wife and they talk to each other about everything and they sort of make up their mind with a, where the husband says to the wife, you know, on the kitchen stuff and what you make for supper, this and that and the other thing, you know, you run your own ship in the kitchen and that's fine, fine. But that itself is a discussion. That itself is a mutually agreed upon arrangement where in this arena I make decisions and in that arena you make decisions generally but even then even then it is still healthy to express to each other things so for example if the husband tells his wife you know the kitchen you know whatever you want to do whatever suppers you want to make whatever you'd like buying and whatever it is is I'm giving that to you fine but it's still healthy for a wife sometimes to talk to their husband and say you know, I'm thinking about making this tonight, and what do you think about it, and this and that, or what would you like, and you know, and have these conversations regardless. Same thing with a with a with a, um, a, a husband. If the wife says you're going to take care of the, you know, the balancing the bank statements and this and that, he should still be open about, um, you know, this came up, that came up, and what do you think, and just have discussions with each other about it, and agree. The healthy thing is, is that when whether whatever financial situation you're in, whether you're tight, whether you have more money, to make up with each other the, the comfortable concept of what um, you will not make a purchase unless you confide with your husband or your wife. So if you're in a tight budget, then you could make it, or you're very, very tight budget, you could say any purchase over $50. If you are have are well to do, you can make a much a certain larger number where you say these this is a given you you know but anything beyond that you really need to confide in me. 
and believe it or not, there are there is strife for people that have a lot of money. Let's say they they have millions and millions of dollars. Even then, they get into a strife where one purchases something for ten thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars, even though to them it's a little bit more than pocket change, but almost where it is still a hurt feeling. Why don't you tell me? Why don't you, you know, let we share our lives together? And so on and so forth. So the idea being is like this. We're not talking about where there's a controlling aspect to it. And yes, sometimes there could be. But very often, 90% of the time, when we resist confiding in our husbands or in our wives' decisions that we're making in all areas of our own lives and in marriage, it's usually not a healthy thing. It's usually coming from a lack of connection. And we use an excuse, oh, it's controlling, or I want to lead my own life, it's stifling. It's not stifling if the purpose of it, and you both agree we're sharing our lives together, and also you're giving. Like I said, 90% of the time plus, you're going to say 100%, fine, great. Now, a lot of times you should know that it saves you. You have stories, of course, where the wife has a certain beanie, you say, or has a certain deep understanding of something, and the husband's about to make whether a business decision or some other decision, and he decides, normally I keep it to myself, and I make those decisions, I'm going to confide in my wife. And you confide in your wife, and you say, um, you know, I'm thinking along doing this and that, and I'd like to do this and that. What do you think? Now, very often a husband will get annoyed uh, if a wife, like, throws in a angle, wait a minute, you know, this may not be the best thing for you. But the key is, is to stay humble and stay present and listen. Very often, I'm telling you this from Mitzad Me also, sometimes I wanted to make certain decisions or do something, and I was, you know, I was about to do it on my own, decided no, let my wife know. Sometimes... It's like, oh, sure, no problem. This is a good idea, even great idea. Go ahead, go for it. Then there were times of saying where, you know, maybe, but here, did you think about this angle? I said, oh, you know, I didn't think of that. You have a very good point. And either I'd go ahead with the decision, but be cautious about that point that my wife brought up, or I wouldn't do that based on that. You know, I didn't, they come with a perspective that you may not have been aware yourself that will actually help you and save you. And again, I just want to reiterate the same point, which is extremely important. If if one already is has drifted apart and have is, is leading two separate lives, it's a lack of connection is the common theme of this. And it's not easy in the beginning, and it's awkward in the beginning, but it's extremely important to sit together and say, we need to talk, we need to work on things together, we want to learn about each other again, and it's normal to feel awkward for a while, it's normal, it's a work in progress, sometimes one needs to go to a mentor and iron out certain things between a husband and a wife in the beginning, with a mentor there, and they're expressing their views, and working things through with certain topics, and but very often, as you get used to it, there is a certain bond, a certain closeness that comes with it, and that is a very, very healthy thing, and it's a very good thing. And again, in healthy marriages, it has very little to do with control. It's more an ego that holds us back from not wanting to share our lives together. And it's very, very important. 
And even when there is an agreement, like we said, an autonomy, husband takes care of this, wife takes care of this, and the decisions are made that way, fine, but you still need to communicate with one another. You still talk to each other about something and whatever it is. It's a very healthy thing. It breeds closeness. It brings closeness. And it creates a real intimate connection. It sometimes may be hard in the beginning because you're sharing a little bit more of your life. But it, it creates a bond. And especially risky decisions. If you know it's a risky decision or a big decision, no matter what, you talk it over. You, you go through it together. Not doing that is harmful and, like we said, hurtful and disrespectful. So the idea is, and again, you could ask for Siat Deshmaya for it, ask advice to it, and we'll usually come about, if we look deeply into ourselves, there's a certain pride that's holding us back. It's not a matter of not wanting to be controlling or wanting to be, or worried about being controlled. It's usually not that. It's because you have a certain pride of, oh, I'm not going to lower, quote-unquote, lower myself to ask or share this with my husband or with my wife. Very often it's that. And when you overcome that uncomfortable feeling and you say, let's work on it together, let's share things together, let's make decisions together, and even when we agree that we'll each make our respective decisions on certain things, let's talk to each other about it, let's check in with each other about it, that's a very, very healthy thing. And with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help, they could always come back to that connection. It's very, very important. People think and they give up because they say, oh, we're, you know, we get along, we're roommates, whatever it is, but we each have our own separate lives. doesn't have to be that way. There's a shlemus, there's a unity, there's a, there's a feeling of oneness that comes. Whether you once had it and lost it, whether you felt you never had it before, it could be attained, it could be developed, it could be a deep friendship coming from being open to one another. Even though it's not easy in the beginning, and even though it's awkward in the beginning, and you keep at it, and you work on it, till you develop a true, deep closeness to one another. Brachanat Slacha.